You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part one of three, entitled, Why Did Jesus Have to Die? Bob got me going on the sovereignty of God. Levi, were you guys here for Bob's message? No? Oh, you missed it. I... It wasn't that I... didn't know about the little bit about the sovereignty of God, but Bob just did a good job reminding us and bringing it out, and it's just been there in my head ever since. And I think this morning, as we look at this question, why did Jesus have to die, we will once again realize that God's what? It was God's will. It was not, you know, we like to point fingers and come up with all the right reasons why he died, and we're going to look at some of those reasons. But the bottom line is, it was God's plan that he would come and die because, and I think John 3.16 would summarize the whole message this morning. Can you say it with me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What did he do? He gave him. They didn't take his life. He gave it. They couldn't take his life. You know, Jesus was the one person that was born through a woman that had the purpose of coming to die. That was his purpose. Came to die. And it was all spelled out how he was going to die. And if you go to Isaiah chapter 53, we're going to start off there. Isaiah chapter 53. It was recorded long before this. But Isaiah, the prophet, was used by God about 700 years before Jesus came. And if, if those religious men, if they would have only read the scriptures, that's what I want to believe, if they would have just read the scriptures, they would have realized that the man they killed was the one prophesied by Isaiah. But they evidently weren't, they, they were evidently the kind of people that are living in today's world. They have man's rules and they have God's commands. And they're so caught up in their own rules that they don't see the truth. Look at Isaiah chapter 53. Look what Isaiah says here. This is the inspired word of God. Verse number 3. Isaiah 53, starting in verse 3, we're going to read all ten verses here. 
He is despised and rejected by men. Talking about Jesus now, 700 years before he came, he's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by who? Smitten by God. I thought it was the, the, the dirty religious crowd. Well, he used them. But he was smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And look at this now. Here's the sovereignty of God. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. And yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before his shears is silent. So opened not he his mouth. Verse number 8. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked. But with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence. Nor was any deceit in his mouth. Listen to the next script verse here. Sovereignty of God. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He was put, he has put him into grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. It just amazes me. You know what? In a, in a sense, it, it makes me... I don't even know how to explain how I feel. When I think about the sovereignty of God, in a sense, it gives me a good feeling because I just now realize that Iran is not in control. I don't care if they're making nuclear missiles or not. I don't care if they can reach the U.S. I really don't care. I don't care if John F. Kennedy, or not John, but what's his, Ted, Ted Kennedy and Hillary Clinton. I don't care if they're in control or not. They think they are, but they're not. God is in control. He had a plan from the beginning of time, and it's going to go just the way he planned it out. And we may as well sit back and relax and go with the plan. Because if we try to fight it, or if we get all worried about it, it will only harm us. So we might as well get on the, on the plane and go for the ride, and whenever time is here, go home and be with the Lord forever. Now, I'm still not a five-point Calvinist. I believe God is in control. I could not save myself. I could not even realize that I was a sinner condemned to hell. 
But one day the Holy Spirit of God came and convicted you and convicted me. And then he opened our eyes and he helped us to see that Jesus was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And he gave his life so that his blood could cleanse our sin and we could have eternal life. It was all a plan of God. Why did Jesus have to die? Go with me to the New Testament. Mark chapter 3. There are three reasons why he had to die in the eyes of man. I have a marker here. I may mark this down. I may not. There are three reasons why man would say he had to die. If you didn't understand the whole plan, you would think that it was because, number one, he healed a sick man. Not a sick man, but he healed a man on the Sabbath. It actually wasn't so much that he healed him. It was more because he healed him on the Sabbath. He healed a man on the Sabbath. What day is the Sabbath on? Yep. That used to be the holy day. Because God said so. But that all changed because of what? Resurrection. Because of the resurrection. Because of the Easter celebration. When Jesus rose from the dead, they began immediately to celebrate that every Sunday. And today we celebrate Sunday instead of Saturday. But back in that, those days... The Sabbath was the holy day and about 6 o'clock on Friday night, you didn't travel away from your home. You stayed right around home. And all day on Saturday, you didn't go anywhere. You stayed close to home. You were only allowed so much distance away. Now, look at Mark chapter 3. Are you there? Look at verse 1. We're going to read verse 1 through 6, then we're going to go back and, and explain it. And he, Jesus, entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a what? Withered. He had a withered hand. In other words, he had some kind of a disease. And verse 2, so they, who are the they? The religious crowd. The religious crowd watched him closely whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. Isn't it strange that it doesn't matter where you go, there's always that remnant, that little group that is just there to, to hold you back, to keep you from doing what you know you need to be doing, even if you work in the factories. There's some guy in there that just does not want to see you advance up the ladder. And he has made it his eight-hour job to keep you from getting there. It's just that way. And that's what was happening here. Jesus was preaching the kingdom of God. And here were the religious crowd, and they were there, look at the word, so that they might accuse him. Right before it says, so they watched him closely. Listen, there's a group of people watching us too. If you're saved and you're coming to church here, there's somebody out there got their eyes on you to see whether you are for real or not. Do you agree with me? Amen. There are people watching us all the time. If we trip, you know what they say? 
I could have told them that back in the beginning. Didn't I say they would trip? We've got a job to do. We've got to walk the line. If we put on the Christian name, we better walk the line. Because somebody is watching. For some of you, you are the only Bible they will ever know. Now look at verse 3. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Step forward. Now imagine a big large group of people here. And here comes Jesus. And here's this man. He's got the withered hand. And he says, Step out from the crowd. Because I want the whole crowd to see this. Verse 4. Then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill? What did they do? Those religious nuts, they kept quiet, silent. Well, hello. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. Is it more important to follow some rigid rules and let this man continue to suffer until Sunday morning when I can just heal him now? It's a good thing. And earlier... Jesus had said that Sabbath is, the Sabbath is for man, and man is not for the Sabbath. God is interested in the people business. He doesn't really care about Sabbath. He doesn't really care about the Sabbath. He didn't care when he, and God was the one that made the Sabbath a rule. But he didn't really care about that. He, he is in the people business. And that's what Jesus was saying. Hey, is it okay to do good on the Sabbath? Here's a man that is, in, is hurting. And they kept silent. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.